The following audio is from Restoration Southside Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where our mission is to restore people and places through mission, authenticity, and sacrifice. For more information, visit restorationsouthside.org.
some of us, that you would challenge some of us, God, that you would be near. Let this not merely be a speech. Inhabit your own words in our hearts. Help us, God, to say It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe in you. Sam Harris is a noted atheist and he spends is about Christianity, what it is about Islam that draws people to think about faith, something bigger than themselves. And he said this, Tell a devout Christian that his wife is cheating on him, or that frozen yogurt can make a man invisible, and he is likely to require as much evidence as anyone else. And it is persuaded only to the extent that he feels compelled to written by an invisible deity who will punish him with fire for eternity if he fails to accept every incredible claim about the universe, he seems to require no evidence of Christianity. You hear what Sam is saying? He's saying that in every other aspect of their lives, if Christians encounter something that is hard to believe, they will doubt it, they will require evidence to disprove it or to prove it. But it's as if Christians set aside all logic and all reason for this most important thing. They put all that aside and they're already persuaded about every incredible claim about the universe. What he's saying ultimately is that a Christian sets aside his intellect or her intellect in order to hold on to his faith.
get tripped up as you walk in it. And the damage that you do to the church by looking at horrible things and saying, it's all okay, God's in control, don't worry about these things. We're giving up our intellectual credibility by refusing to admit that it's hard to follow Jesus. And friends, the encouragement from this text has always been hard to follow Jesus. There are 15,000 people kidnapped. 15,000 people, and Gifter wants to every single one of them. And after seeing him do that, most of them get up and walk away. Now, this guy just bought you a free lunch that you made. And the last thing he said is it takes three to eight yards to make that walk. So if we are in this room and we're not committed to think about Jesus, and we think it's just funny that Jesus is messy, and hard to agree with, and hard to accept, we are
in the difficulty here is 15,000 Jews and Greeks get weeded out pretty quickly. It's difficult to hear and to proclaim who Christ is. And we, as those who do follow Jesus, say, no, it's easy. We either make ourselves look ignorant or we are shaming those that they don't get it, even though it's hard to get. You're supposed to have respect for those that don't believe, that those who don't agree, that those who don't see it like you see it, because we know what it's like to not believe.
says that John the Baptist is basically saying, if you are who I say you are, highly identify yourself with me. If you are who I say you are, highly identify yourself with me. John is simply saying that all the things that we've been told about the power and the grace of God and how loving and tender he is for when we experience hard, ugly things in our life, he says, if you are who I say you are, if you are highly identified with me, I will love you. I will not say of you as you think you are, but I will say of you, I love you. Some of you write, I love you, I love you. I'm happy you always do. Some of you write, I love, I love you, I love you. Happy you always do. Is Jesus Christ your name? It is simply one of my sins. I mean, right out, right down the line. Happy you always do. because you're following Jesus doesn't mean you're in right, out right, up right, down right, happy all the time, but it's hard to follow Jesus. And some of you have felt that. Some of you have borne the burden of how difficult it is to hold together with Jesus. All the time, Lord, you do all the talking. In the midst of all of that, you've even had this week as a community an opportunity to push back and say, how can you say that he's loving in the midst of all of this? This becomes a Otherwise unfathomable. Faith is the audacious leap of trusting your heart rather than your mind or your eyes. Saying, despite what I'm experiencing right now, I'd rather bet on Jesus. Faith is the moment of realizing that whatever you have to rest in, nothing else can interfere with your faith. Faith is throwing yourself on the rock of wisdom even if it means shattering yourself on your own strength, because you'd rather be there and receive faith from Christ than to have to rely on your own strength. If you do believe the things that we have been told about huge, sweeping, absolute claims, and if you have felt what it means to walk this walk, to be suffering, to pick up your cross daily, to suffer at the end of Trust in Christ, friends, show some humility. Stop making it sound easy because it's not. We're knocking away people that so desperately need to hear Jesus because we've made it sound easy. And all we've done is made ourselves look foolish. like it's so 
says back to John, you think it has to be back to John to say that you come in and believe the law, but the way we do that is not just by faith. That's what they do. Thank you. 
is we're supposed to point us back to Jesus. It's not that we can turn things around. It's not that we can behave better than others. It's that we would bring reverence to who has already given us everything. He gives us the Spirit. He who purchased the fruit of the vine is leading us to Jesus.
15,000 people there. And they're called disciples of Jesus. So follow me along. This happened with bread wherever it goes. This happened with wine people. And yet once he starts to describe what it's like to enter into his kingdom, what it's like that they have to believe, the people start wandering off. And ultimately, what's the saddest part? After this amazing disciples turn back and no longer welcome him, because he said, I'm the way in, he said, they all left. But I want you to see in this final description the beauty of this story. It's hard because of the concept that you have become. It's hard because of the changes that have been brought. And Jesus says, no. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. But it's so funny that Peter hears him and says, Of course not. Peter, I'm going to follow you no matter what. Obviously, this doesn't cover the space you've filled up. Obviously, this all makes sense to you. The first words out of his mouth are, Where else should we go? It's as if he's saying,
make it all make sense like you do. And he's saying, even on those days, bless Israel because I will Form an act for the Lord, and ultimately 